Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Church. At this time, we're going to get ready to receive our tithes and offerings. And like Bunny said, we're just so grateful that you're here joining us. It's Mother's Day. And so to all the moms, we just want to say happy Mother's Day. We celebrate you, not just today, but we just want to really take this time to just thank you so much for all the things that you do, but most of all, for who you are. You know, I'm so blessed. Uh, my mom, I, I was only raised by my mom, and my mom taught me so many things just like moms do. Moms are the ones that teach us life's greatest lessons. And one of the greatest lessons that my mom taught me was that it's important to give. And you know what's, you know what's so amazing is right now what's happening, in, not just in our church, but all over our community is that there's a, a spirit of giving. And what's so amazing is that when we give to the Lord, he does amazing things. I was going to say crazy because it is crazy. It's so amazing what our God does as we give unto him and we trust in him knowing that he's going to do things far beyond our reach. And it's because of our heart to give unto him. And I'm so thankful that moms, you teach that to your kids. Parents, you teach that to your kids because it's a lesson that God our Father wants us to learn as well. You might be visiting us for the very first time and if that's you this morning, we ask that you just receive this service as a gift to help you strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Maybe you're visiting us from another church and we just want to continue to encourage you to give wherever you attend church regularly. But if New Hope Church is where you call home, would you know that as we give unto him, he's going to continue, continue to do great things in the lives of his people because of your giving, your heart. And so would you bow your heads this morning as we pray for this morning's tithes and offerings? Lord, we come before you on this day and Lord, we just want to thank you so much for what you're doing in the lives of your people, Lord, here, not just in Hilo, but all over the world. And Lord, as we, as we receive our tithes and offerings, Lord, we give it unto you, Lord. We, we look forward to what you're going to do with it, Lord. Because one of the greatest things that we can do is give unto you, knowing that, Lord, not only are we, are we being blessed, but we're also being a blessing to others. And Lord, we pray right now that as we give it unto you, Lord, that you take it and that you multiply it for your kingdom so that whatever it is you want done, Lord, it, like, like your son said, let your will be done. And Lord, we just thank you so much that what a joy it is to be, able, to be able to partner with you to reach people far from you. Lord, I pray that you bless the hearts of those who give and let them know that what they're doing right now has eternal rewards because everything you do is for a person and their eternity. And so, Lord, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for our moms. And we thank you for the blessings that they are. But most of all, we thank you for being our God who loves us. We love you, Lord, and we pray for all these things in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen, amen. Well, it is Mother's Day. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times where I, my mom would tell me something, and then I wouldn't listen, and then she'd pull my ear, which is why my ears are so big. You see, it's important for us to listen to our moms. And so as the ushers go, out, go ahead and pass out the buckets, we're going to watch this video because it's always important to listen to mom. Mama told me, don't try so fast. Your mama knows that you probably Met a girl, she said she's not for me. That's because she's a little crazy. 
told me things I should know, but oh, I'm a little bit grown. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, tell me more, tell me more, I would enjoy you more. Tell me more, tell me more, you'll never be that old. Uh, 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 uh. Mama told me, get a new job. You guys listen. Yeah, go listen to your mother, Ryan. Yeah? Right on, my man. Well done. Oh, boy. Make me cry at the end. Why? Why? Can we just thank them one more time? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the thing about Mother's Day that I really, really love is that not only do we bless our mothers, but that it's a reminder that it should be like this. How many times a day? Yeah, all the t- How many times a year? Yeah, every day. Yesterday, I was coming back from Oahu. We had a wedding to attend and uh, my grandmother's 90th birthday. And I couldn't stay too long because of the flight and being here. Uh, I needed to be here today. 
So I, I only could stay a little while. I saw my mother yesterday. She still lives in Waimanalo. And I told her, I said, Mom, I, I, can't, I can't stay long. And she was she's saying, why? Sheldon, it's grandmother's birthday and, and it's the weekend. Why? Would you have to go home tonight? Which is last night. I said, Mom, we have, we have church tomorrow morning. It's Mother's Day and we want to honor our mom. She goes, but can't they wait? <laughs> I said, what? She goes, yeah, they have to wait for you, right? They, dude, you, you're the boss, aren't you? You're the boss. You can just tell them wait. I said, Mom, you don't, you don't tell them, like, the, you're telling me to tell the people to wait? She goes, yeah, can they not just wait? So, unfortunately, I couldn't tell you to wait, but that's, that's the mom. My mom thinks that I control everything. I don't know where she got that idea from, but she just thinks that I control everything. But I think with her thoughts, she just wants to spend time with me. Isn't that the thing, moms, right? I mean, in the beginning, we have children, and then after a while, we want them to move out, and then, but then we want to spend time with them, and there's that, there's that uh, transition of age from young to old, and then as they get older, they're still your baby. They're 50 years old, but they're still your baby. There's something different with moms and children. There's just a dynamic that is put there, and it's there for a reason. God put that there. And the reason why God gave mothers that kind of heart is because there is so much for us to learn not just from one another, but from our mothers. You know, this past week has been pretty uh, crazy. It's been uh, fearful for many. Uh, it's been uh, uh, devastating uh, because of the lava and, and everything that is taking place. And I, I just want to let you know from, from this church, you are doing a fantastic job, not just with giving, but many of you are volunteering, and we still need more volunteers. Uh, but just to give you a heads up, we are serving on, on Thursdays, breakfast, lunch, and dinner out in Pahoa. And we are always on standby. And the, re the, the reason we're on standby is because just in case an organization is not able to make it, uh, we can jump right in and, and serve. And so we had one day where we had to jump right in and serve. So because of your giving, your hearts of giving, even some of you who own businesses, Brandon, I know you gave some, so thank you for, uh, for doing that. Uh, I know Beth Ann from Norris, she gave. Uh, other, I'm, I'm not sure of all the businesses. And I'm, I'm not trying to put a plug what I am saying is uh, this community is unbelievable. And we see that happening. Uh, you gave $17,000 last week for the relief efforts that uh, is going to go specifically for food uh, if this thing continues on. And that's our heart. Our, our two objectives are uh, volunteers and then uh, food that we're going to feed people, those who are displaced and the, the evacuees. So thank you so much for giving. Thank you for serving and, and praying this is, this is our family, so we want to do our very best to take care of our family, and I want to say thank you to our staff also. They have, over and beyond, been serving and doing whatever it takes outside of normal services to serve people and, and just rethink how we can do better. So we just want to say thank you for doing that. And then can we just say thank you to our Lord and Savior for how good he is to us, even still throughout all of this. Lord, we do thank you. We do thank you, Lord, through all of this. And I think it can be difficult if we forget that there is a God. If we remember that there is a God, then we can now remember that we're all a part of learning from God. This series that we're in, the master's class, is about learning from God 
that we are all in his classroom. Sunday mornings is not the only time that we get to learn from God. Sunday morning is a time that the church, the body of Christ, gathers together so that we can be strengthened and encouraged. And the Bible says do not give up the habit of meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another daily as so long as he's going to return. In other words, before he returns, keep encouraging each other, keep building each other up. Today might be your first Mother's Day without your mom, or maybe you lost your mom in a, uh, a couple years ago or she passed away, and Mother's Day is the most difficult time of the year. Or maybe you, you lost your child and, and it, it brings that remembrance and maybe this is the first Mother's Day without your child. And so you have all these mixed emotions. It's, people are celebrating, but at the same time, you're heartbroken. And, but God knows what you're going through. He understands. And that's why our focus today, although we're celebrating Mother's Day, our focus is on God, His Spirit, who He is, His character, His strength, and His love for us. And today, we're going we're gonna to take a look at this one phrase called a responsive heart, that this is what God looks for, a responsive heart. And whenever God wants to build something in us or, or help us become the very best that we can be, He will always target our heart. And so that's what we're going to look at. If you want to take out your notes or if you use our church app, you can take that out. But in the book of Ezekiel, we find that God is speaking to His people and he's giving them that phrase, a responsive heart. And so we want to develop a heart that responds. God always looks at the heart, which is pretty interesting because we normally look on the outside. Mankind only sees on the outside. It's difficult for us to determine what's happening in the heart. And a heart, the response of someone's heart differs from person to person. The, the, the way someone responds, it'll always differ from person to person. Some people respond quickly. Some people take a while to respond, uh, just like text messaging and, and phone calls and things. And because some people will respond quickly, and some people will take time to respond. Isn't it true that when we text someone, we expect them to text right back? And if they don't text us right back, we get frustrated. Normally, the best thing to probably do is call. But if, if the voicemail comes on, then now you have to wait. Sometimes you screen a call, you see it, and it's like, ah, I don't have 40 minutes to talk to this person. So you just ignore it. So we all respond differently. Children respond differently to parents. If you have multiple children, you'll find that they all respond differently. And depending on what they need, they respond differently. For instance, if, if your child wants something from you, they respond quickly. If they want to go out with their friends, if they want to go to the mall, if they want to hang out somewhere, or if, or if they need money or something like that, and you say, honey, yes, could you do the dishes? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if they don't need anything from you, the response is just a little lag. It just takes a little bit more time because there's nothing we need. Now, not all children are like that, but some are. I know I find myself, even as a husband, if I want to do something, then like, I'm a little bit more kind to Heidi. For some reason, I'm just a little bit more kind because I know that I'm going to ask for something. Like, Heidi, I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to play basketball in, uh, like, two hours. But before that, like, I'm making sure I'm doing the yard. Like, that way I got all my bases covered because I know she's going to ask, hey, did this take place? Did you do this, do that? It's the same thing. It's like same same thing from mom to marriage. So as you're growing up, that's why we say listen to your mother because they're preparing you for marriage. 
So when you get married, you're well prepared. Now, what moms do very well is they also have a heart to go with it. And God looks at that kind of heart and he says, I'm looking for a responsive heart, a heart that responds to me. One of those hearts that when God speaks something, we act right away. And I know for some of us it's difficult because we're getting to know God. Did you know that if you have one child, your whole life changes because it's hard to prepare your future with just one child? When you have the second child, you're a little bit more prepared. By the time the third one comes, you're, you kind of got it down. A, a person who has five children will be different as a parent on the fifth child than they were on the first child. The first child, you're always with the child. You're always with the baby. People want to carry them. You're like, oh, well, no, you look a little sketchy. So you kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of hold them back and... But the fifth child, you're waiting for people to take your children. It's like, take them all. Just take them. So there's a, there's a time frame that changes, and, and our responses are different during that time period, which is pretty interesting. Our parenting skills, although different, really come from learning from the best parent of them all, and that is God himself. Now, God is a perfect father, but even the perfect father in heaven still has Kolohe children, rascals, even the perfect father in heaven. So here's what I want to encourage us with today. And although we're celebrating Mother's Day and we're going to learn a little bit from our mothers, we all can learn from God, our heavenly father. And this is what he teaches us, that even the most perfect father in heaven still has wayward children, and so too will we go through that as parents. He's perfect, we're not. So sometimes we... We, we feel guilty or we, we kick ourselves and we say, I should have done this better. I should have done that. Or I'm not good as a mom. I'm not good as a dad. And we have these thoughts, but God is saying, wait a minute. Even myself as a perfect father have children who go astray. And so instead of, instead of kicking ourselves and saying, oh boy, I, I'm such a bad parent. Why did I do this? I should have done this. We can learn from that. But more than that, instead of saying that, how about we go to God and say, God, where can I start or what can I do today? Instead of looking at my past, what can I do today to be that kind of parent that you want me to be? In the book of Ezekiel, it says it like this, that God says, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart, a responsive heart. It means that God is going to do something. He's going to give something, and we're going to respond to him. In other words, he's saying, I will hand down fresh courage, a, a fresh way of thinking, fresh determination, a fresh sense or a, a fresh mind, an intellectual frame of mind in your inward parts, your character, your integrity, your heart, your spirit. I will change the direction of your courage because it was going away from me, but now because of me, you're going to have strong courage. I'm going, to, I'm going to develop your will so you'll have a stronger will, but now it's with me, and I will give you a, a, a new, fresh determination that your motivation will be different because of me. Your sense, the way you think, your intellectual frame of mind, it's going to be different because now it's for me. You are in my, my class, the master's class, and I'm going to give you that kind of responsive heart. I'm going to change that direction that you were heading into. I will change the direction of your absolute way of thinking. In other words, he's saying there's stubbornness there, but I'm going to help you to develop a better way of thinking and give you a responsive heart. 
Only God can do that. Have you ever tried changing someone else? It's very difficult. It's hard to do. We try to do that with our spouse, and it does not work. But why is it important for us to develop a heart that responds? Why, why is it so important? Well, for one thing, God, God wants to bless us with His promises of His greatness on who we're becoming in Him. He wants to bless us to the core of our being. So let's learn how to have a heart that responds when the Lord wants to do amazing things in us. Here's the first thing. If you want to jot down some notes, here's, here's the thing we got to remember. We got to renew our heart with God rather than fluctuating circumstances. In other words, when we renew our heart with God rather than fluctuating circumstances, then there's, there's more stability that way. With God, you're, you're more... You're more even killed. There's a, there's a steadiness to your life. If we, if we, if we bank on f- fluctuating circumstances that, oh, when things are well, then, oh, I, my heart is good. Everything's well. I feel good. I'm happy. If we go according to fluctuating circum- circumstances or circumstances themselves, we know that it's going to fluctuate. Because at, at any given time, everything can change. And we see that happening right now in our community. Things change quickly. But if our heart is determined to stay with God and we're saying, God, I want you to renew my heart, not my circumstances. I don't want my circumstances to tell me to be happy or sad, to be glad or to be giving or to be sentimental or, or to have uh, a sense of uh, empathy towards people. I want it to be you. I want you to have that in me. You're the best one for that, not my circumstances. And it would be great if our circumstances were always smooth sailing. But we live life in this world with a sinful nature and the world falling apart. So our heart needs to be renewed by God. Otherwise, what will give us stability? Nothing will give us stability. The Bible tells us, and this is such a good prayer, Psalm 51.10 says, To create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. A steadfast spirit. It's, it's, it's stone. It's, it's set. It's set in the direction that God wants us to go. But it needs to come from Him. It has to be God creating us, in us a clean heart. See, we're, we're, we're tested when circumstances change. We're so tested when, when th- these things change. And, oh, would it, be, would it be great if things were always how we wanted it to be? But it isn't. And if we rely on just circumstances, then we'll be discouraged many, many times. But with God, He encourages us. Have you ever met someone whose hope fluctuated? Or they live according to their emotions or they're not stable and steady and steady in, in all that they do. When you, when you meet someone like that, or if you're like that, like no one can know what person they're going to get today. And sometimes we don't even know what our day is going to be like, so we just figure, might as well just start off junk, because I kind of think things are going to go bad today. If we have that kind of mentality, you're already setting yourself up for a very difficult day. However, if we say, God, renew my heart, Renew my heart for you and for people and for the things that you're asking me to do. When he renews our heart, now it sets us up for no matter what the day looks like and whatever's going to happen, that we're, our hearts are set on him and he never changes. 
And the beautiful thing to that is when our heart is renewed by him, then his joy becomes our strength, not our circumstances. I remember my, my mom came home one day, and she was happy. She was joyful. But my brother and I were fighting. And because we were fighting, it changed her attitude. Now that we were fighting, she's trying to break us up, but she was holding a grocery bag because she just got home from shopping. And we're on the ground, and we're wrestling, and we're fighting, and we're yelling at each other. And then she pulls out whatever she could. It was a loaf of bread. And she started wailing on us, a loaf of bread. And bread was flying all over the place. And now she got even more upset because that's the only loaf of bread we have. So now she's yelling at us, but we're on the ground cracking up, laughing. Now, we're fighting, but we're laughing because... You have bread all over the place. And then she says, you guys pick it up. Now we're not laughing because now we got to pick up bread. And then she said, that's your breakfast. Even more we weren't laughing. So you see how moods and emotions change? Now she was happy because we were depressed. So it, <laughs> our emotions will do that. So if we rely on our emotions, then it will always be like that. But God says, no, no, rely on me and let, let me change your heart. And then the second thing is, to renew our spirit with God, that we renew our spirit with God rather than the ways of the world. Because if we're renewing our spirit with God, then that's the inward part. That's, that's everything that we're made up of. It's our, it's our spirit. Yes, we will have an outer, our, our, our physical body, but God is looking at the inside and he's saying, that's what I want to strengthen. I want to strengthen your spirit. Because therefore, if your spirit is strengthened, you will have a steadfast spirit. A steady spirit. And I remember times in my life when I didn't know what to do or what to turn to when things weren't going so well until I met Jesus Christ. And, and I learned that life gets better not by what you turn to, but life gets better by who you turn to. And it was God. That was the only way I could, I could kind of get my, li my life back into alignment as it were or more organized and at least a, with a little bit more hope than i had before it had to do with god renewing my spirit ephesians 4 21 through 24 it says since you have heard about jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception instead let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. See, the world doesn't have enough to make us happy. The world doesn't. How much do we need to gain in order for us to be happy? Because we can always get more. But, but then, if we do get more, we're miserable because we, we want what other people have and we can't get it. And sometimes we think getting more will make us more happy. But we've seen it that we go through tough times. We've seen, we've seen it where we go through difficulties. And, and so we stop thinking about what God wants for us. And then we think, well, what do we want for ourselves? And I, I've been through some tough seasons where because I'm going through a difficult time financially, I go shopping and then I learned, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going backwards with this. I'm going shopping because I'm depressed because I don't have finances. And so I, what, I'm, what I was learning was God was doing something else inside of me. It wasn't an exterior thing. There was something on the inside that wasn't satisfied. 
And it wasn't gaining more. It was that I didn't have his spirit in me. So I thought I needed to fill my spirit up with these things. And he said, no, 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 it's not going to be things. It's going to be my spirit. And when, you're, when my spirit is in your heart and in your life and, in, and when my spirit connects with yours, then that's enough. Then I can add anything else after that, but then you're satisfied from the beginning. At the wedding that we had on, what is today, Sunday, Saturday, no, Friday night was the wedding. I, I had like a, a light lunch. So by the time I got to the wedding, I was super hungry. And so when the wedding started, they had uh, poo-poos, and they had like little lumpias. They're like this small little lumpia, so I had four of those, and it wasn't that big, okay? And then after that, because it was so hot, it was at Koalina on the west side of Oahu, so it is blazing hot. And then they had these little uh, cups of, I think it was like hummus and other vegetables in it. I'm not a hummus fan, but it was so, I was so hungry that I, I figured, I, you know, I was in Israel last year, so I ate a lot of hummus. I can do this. So I had some hummus, only one of those things. And then they had a popsicle stand. So I had a popsicle. And, and then it was so good that I had another one. And it was so hot that I had another one. And it was, it was free, so everyone was just eating popsicles. So I got Heidi one, too. And because I got her one, I got me another one. So I had four popsicles. <laughs> so... And which, it, they're only small. They're not even big. This, this is like water and food coloring, so it's not even full. So I had, I had popsicle, and it was good. And then after that, uh, we had dinner. So there was like chicken and noodles, so I had a little plate of chicken and noodles, and then there was prime rib and uh, mashed potatoes, so I had that. And then there was another plate of poke, so I had poke and rice. And because it was so small, I said, can I, can I have another one? They said, you can have as much as you want. So I grabbed a tray. And I, <laughs> no, I didn't. I just, I just had three of those uh, poke bowls. So I had three poke bowls. And then three uh, things of that. So that was good. I was almost satisfied. I was almost full. You know how you're, you can feel like I'm almost full. I'm almost full. And then they had uh, these little cookie favors. You know on the, uh, where people put it down uh, the, the, to say thank you. Which I'm so glad because it's before the night. Rather than as you leave, they give you things. Now, I'm not saying that you got to change that. But because they had this. It was shortbread cookies with that, you know that glaze, that sugary glaze thing on it? They draw things. So, and because it was so small, I had four. It was just, it was uh, so small. It's like a little bite size, so I had four of those. Don't judge. And then so I had, I had four of those. Maybe I had six. I think I had six. I can't remember because I was so sugared up. Uh, so after that was done, and then they, you know, the wedding party came, and, and, and everything was great, and... Uh, and then they had dessert. And they didn't have ice cream, which, thank you, Jesus, they didn't have ice cream. But they had acai bowls. So be, because they had acai bowls, and it's still a little hot, I figured go get an acai bowl. And so I grabbed an acai bowl, and then I ate it, and it's so good. And it was just small. You know, it's not that big. It's maybe like four to eight ounces. I'm not sure what the actual was. But you could make your own. And then I sat down, and because it was far away, you had to walk from one place to the next, I burnt all of that off, so I was, like, hungry again. So I went back, and I got another acai bowl, and then I sat down. And then the guy said, um, you know, you can always come back later. I said, oh, well, I, I didn't want to make him feel bad, so I went back later, and I, I got another acai bowl. 
But they had so many left over, and I was like, Lord, what do I do? He said, you need to serve them and have some more. So Because I, I didn't want them to have to pack it up or throw it away. I felt bad, and they're paying for this, the wedding party or the bride and the groom. So I thought, I'm going to help them because I'm there to serve, right? We're there to serve. So I had two more. So I had five disciples <laughs> all together. Now, they're only small, and it's, it's, I mean, if you put them all together, then it would be a regular acai like a normal one you and I, you and I would normally eat. Maybe just me, but it would be a normal acai After all of that, I felt almost <laughs> satisfied. So I was going to get another, I was, I was just going to get up, and Heidi grabs me, and she goes, no. I said, what? She goes, you're done. I was like, we're not going to have a discussion? She said, no, 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 you're done. And I said, but they have so much more. She, goes, I, she said this, I'm doing this for your own good. <laughs> now, I, I tell that story because, I don't know why, but I think <laughs> it's because of this. You, you, we eat until we cannot move in the islands. That's kind of how we've been brought up. We, we eat until we cannot move. And that principle, now don't do this as, oh, this is the Lord saying, eat till you cannot move. The principle is this. When you're satisfied and you're full where you cannot eat anymore, even if someone offered you something that is your favorite, you won't even take it. Because you're satisfied. What God does is when his spirit comes in, it's like he filled us with all of the best foods. Because we're satisfied in him, we don't need anything else. But he says, I can add some things on. Why? Because you're satisfied in me now. You're full. And that's what he means when he says, I want to give you a new spirit. I want to fill you up. I don't want you to follow the ways of the world. I, I want you to follow my ways because the world doesn't have enough to make you full. So we renew our spirit in him, not the ways of the world. The ways of the world keep you hungry not satisfied since you have heard about jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him he says throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life in other words stop trying to eat the ways of the world because you'll never be satisfied but you come to me throw off that old way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception instead let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes put on your new nature created to be like god truly righteous and holy he says, find your satisfaction in me, not the ways of the world. And then the last thing, cooperate when the Lord removes a stubborn heart. Now, it almost sounds mean that, wait, God says I have a stubborn heart? Well, the Lord says that I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So what he's saying is, don't look at the stubbornness. Look at the future of having a responsive heart, a heart that is pliable, that it's moldable and I can shape it so that it's more into the image that I see it to be. And as he does that, cooperate with him. Cooperate with the Father. Because it's, it's so much less dramatic and painful when we cooperate with him. There's a, a clip, and a video, and I, I think you may have seen this. Uh, this little girl is at the doctor's and she needs to uh, get a shot. Um, and she says some words, so we had to kind of uh, take that out. 
But I wanted to show you what happens when we have a difficult time cooperating when it's for our good. Let's watch this. Yeah, I know, because, well, I knew it was, Miguel, it's worse than anything. Way worse. <laughs> Yo, you, it hurts so much. Oh, Keanu or Michaela. So I don't know how old she was at that point, but you figure as, as we continue to grow in the Lord, we're going to have moments like that, that God is going to want to help us and change us. But as we mature in him, we, we grow up a little bit. We mature with God, and so we begin to cooperate a little bit better. Let's watch her as she grew up, and now she's a little bit more mature. All right, now. All right she'll get you to it. Now I'm like, <laughs> you sure? wait, are those bigger than like... It's fine, McKenna. This is no bigger than any needle you've had, even when you're a tiny baby. That's the same size needle you put in your leg. Yeah. No joke, okay? All right, relax your muscle. Don't move, though, okay? Relax your muscle. It's okay, I promise. This waiting part is the worst part. So keep your muscle. Don't move. Honey. Michaela, no, Michaela, you can't move. Let me go first. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not doing anything yet, but most important is, okay, sit up straight. Don't move your arm, okay? <sighs> Michaela, look at the mind. wall. Okay. I want you to look over there, way over there. Don't even like. You know, I'm not doing anything, but we need to. Yeah. I need you to relax, okay? okay. Yes. Okay. So don't look. I want you to turn your head. Don't look. Whoa. Michaela. Don't move your arm. Okay. Okay. Can't wait. Can't stop. Okay. Do you want him to go first? No. Okay. Look at the wall. Okay. Ow! 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 Oh! Oh! Breathe in. Nothing. Wait, okay. Breathe in. Load out. You're done. It's done. Awesome. Not bad. A little bit better as she grew older. Some of us are still like that as adults, but that, that maturing process, God looks at that even in us, that when he's trying to do something, he says, cooperate with me. And even as husbands, sometimes God will say, okay, husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church. Well, what do I have to do? You got to love her how I love the church. I gave myself up for her. What does that mean? You got to die to yourself. So when your wife is saying some things and you don't want to change and you want to fight, you got to cooperate with me. And, and while you're cooperating with me, if I want to change you, yeah, you're going to have to, ow, 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 I don't want to change, ow, 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 ow. But no, love your wife how you 
how I'm loving you. That's what you got to do. And then it says, wives, be submissive to your own husbands as unto the Lord. And already it's like, ow, 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 ow I don't want to submit. No, ow, uh. So we have the back and forth. But here's the greatest one. If your children are here, the Bible says, children, obey your parents, for this is right, and you will live a long and prosperous life. And the children all go, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, they'll do that because we have this stubborn heart in us. And God is saying, just, if you just cooperate with me, it'll be great because the end result is far greater than your present circumstance. Far greater. And only I can do that, but you got to cooperate with me. You know, when God wants to bring something great into this world, Many times, more often than not, if you read throughout the Bible, he does it through the lives of people. But unless we cooperate, it stays non-existent. See, God is, God is letting us know that he's the one that's changing us. He's the one that's making things better and better and better. That's what the Bible means when in Philippians 2.12, it says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, and this is Paul the Apostle speaking, he says, it is even more important, work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. We hear it said to work out your salvation, this, which means that this new life takes work. This new change of heart takes a lot of work. When God says, I want to give you a responsive heart, it takes work cooperating with God so that we can change for the better. And changes for the better takes work. Marriage takes work. Family takes work. Our relationships take work. It takes a lot of work. But God is saying, if you're living a different life now, then it, it's going to take work to make it joyful. And God wants to bring something great into this world through you and I. When Mary, the mother of Jesus, was given instructions about what will happen to her and, and that she will bring forth the Son of God, she was wondering, how could this be possible? She pondered on these things. She's thinking, how, how, how is this even possible? I, I'm not, I haven't been with a man, so what you're saying to me doesn't make sense. So she was a little bit confused and perplexed. But then she, she cooperated. She allowed God to speak to her. And the angel said to her in Luke 1.37, for the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. So Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the angel left her. See, Mary cooperated with the Lord. She had questions. Yes, she was afraid. And she didn't know what to do because this is a new assignment for her. Not only is she going to be a new mother, but she's going to raise the Son of God until Jesus grows up and starts his own public ministry. See, God is raising us up, but he's looking for that kind of heart, a responsive heart. And I believe you moms, you give us such a great example of what that looks like. And today, as we celebrate Mother's Day, never forget that God looks for that responsive heart. We're all in his classroom. I almost look at it as, and the moms are his assistant in this classroom. But he's the master. We are all a part of his class. So students, continue to learn from him. Amen. And close your Bible, put away your notes. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. You know, I truly believe that, that when God wants to do something great in this world, he'll do it through people. 
He'll do it through you. He'll do it through me. And he does it in such a way that it touches hearts. Moms, you have a special anointing over you that God called you to bring children into this world. And that special anointing comes with his strength, his spirit, and his power, and his joy. And that spirit, as you pass that on, as you raise up your children, and even fathers, as we raise our children, moms, just never forget that that uniqueness about you is God-given. God-given. Don't let anyone tell you that you're, you're not doing a good job, even when you make mistakes. Don't let anyone tell you that you should have done this because you did the best that you could at the time. Be careful that you don't let the enemy speak to you and call you worthless when God says you are priceless. And never forget that God gives us that responsive heart because he wants to give us the very best. And because of his very best, we are a blessed people. Would you bow your heads with me as we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that as we celebrate Mother's Day, that we would never forget that you had called us to be people who have a responsive heart, a a heart that follows you. So give us that steadfast spirit, Lord. Help us to cooperate with you. May we never forget who we are in you and that you're the one we serve that we're going to renew our hearts, our spirits with you, not the ways of the world. We serve you. So we trust in you today, Lord. I pray for all of our moms today that although we're celebrating Mother's Day and it seems like just today we're treating our mothers like this, may they always remember that this is how you want them to feel every single day of their life from you. And although there could be more thank yous, there could be more time with people that they would want to spend time with, although there could be better days, and although they would want all of their loved ones with them, you've given us an eternal spirit, Lord, that one day we will spend eternity together with those who have called upon you as Lord and Savior. If you're here today and you're saying, I've never called upon Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity and, and I want to I pray with you and help you through this process that as you work out your salvation, you're going to see God's hand on your life. In fact, if you're here and you're saying, I want Jesus in my life right now, you just lift a hand real briefly and we'll pray together. Okay, God sees you. Anyone else? Okay, back there, right here. Okay, God sees you right here. God sees you too. Yeah, God sees you. Back there, God saw you. Okay. Anyone else? You're saying, I want Jesus in my life. Okay. All right. Yeah, God sees you. Okay. God sees you too. You can put your hands down. As we pray this prayer together, include your heart. And although I'm guiding you, this is what we call the prayer of salvation. And repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me eternal life. I ask for you to come into my heart and make me whole again. I believe in you that you died on the cross and rose from the grave. Help me to have 
a responsive heart. In Jesus' name I pray. And we all said together, amen. Can we just congratulate all those that said yes to Jesus this morning? That is the best decision that you'll ever make. I want to just applaud our moms today. Before we all stand together, can we just have the moms stand up? We just want to say happy Mother's Day to all you mommies out there. Yes, go ahead, stand up. Happy Mother's Day to you moms. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're such great moms. Continue to serve the Lord. Thank you for being the moms that you are.